Hi, folks. Welcome to Gospel of Kennison, episode 79, brought to you the week of September 11th, 2018. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Today, I've decided to clear the air on a few issues. Actually, not even clear the air. Clear my mind. Just get some things out of my head. Because I was... um. These are these are going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 things. 13 things that I hate. <laughs> um, I always try to stay positive on this uh, on here. But every now and then you just got to go in there and you got to clean out the closet. And these are things I've been holding on to. And I want to want to just get them out. It started yesterday, the idea for the show or the episode when I was on my way to pick up my daughter and son and this cute little yellow car. It reminded me of the girlfriend car in Cars, the movie. It was yellow and it was really cute, like I said, except it had eyelashes on it, on the on the headlights and that, my friends, is number one, the first thing that I hate. <laughs> and it led to a list of uh, 12 other things. So hold on tight. I don't know how long I can keep this going, but we're going we're gonna to try to fill up a whole episode full of these things. Why would I hate eyelashes on cars? Because it's dumb. Now, I'm the same guy that if you have one of those brand new Beatles... I, I just the other day I saw someone with a foam uh, wind up key on the trunk of that. Really cute. I thought that was funny. Ah, I remember um, that and, and I have fond memories of it. But when you're talking about putting eyelashes on headlights, it's just annoying because they look like they have white eyes and no pupils. It's very, very scary for me. So, um, not a whole lot to say about that other than I just hate it. Um, the other thing I hate even more than that though, is when I'm driving behind a a pickup truck and let's see, how can I say this and put this lightly when male Jenny's, (laughs) when, when male Jenny's are hanging from the, from the tow hitch, you know what I'm talking about? You know? Uh, basketball is only played with one of these, but this truck has two of them hanging from the back. Um, also called Jenny's. Uh, I hate that. I hate it. First of all, grossest mold ever. The guy that actually had to sit down and, and, and make that out of clay to make a mold from good Lord. What was his idea? I just, ugh. What was he looking at? I guess some old bulldog or some old man. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, experience in that realm. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's average. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's what I'm missing out on there. But uh, as far as I know, they're not supposed to be uh, fluorescent orange. And um, aren't all vehicles, and and vessels female in in our culture 
Isn't that the understanding? Is that they are they feminine, like old Bessie? Uh, you know, a, a ship, a a, a a a locomotive, a car. This old girl, she's got me. You know, from here to there for thirty years. I so why why do you have a guide truck or a confused truck? I, I think it's gross on top of everything else, but I have to get past the confusion part first. Like, why does this even have to be a thing? Secondly, or thirdly and fourthly, um, mount them properly. Get them up in there. I don't need to see the little circle that the thing hangs from and the little hook that you quickly just threw together. If you're going to put some on your truck, put them in the right location. First of all, so that I can barely see the bottom undercuppings of them. Okay. At least then I'm like, okay, the guy put some thought into it. He's got them hung exactly properly in the right place. And it's like, you know what? If you weren't even looking, you wouldn't even see it. So it's my fault now. Come on. And fluorescent orange match the color of your truck or at least the underbelly. So that would be gray or black. Anyway, I also hate, um, I don't want to say I hate a certain kind of person. That's one of the things I did not write in my list. Um, but I, I will say I hate it when I'm driving and someone walks out into the street and can't look left or right before jumping into traffic head first. That happens to me here in St. Louis all the time. I don't know what the logic is. I really don't. I don't hate the people that do it. Just to clarify, I hate that they do it because it makes no sense. Are you that lazy? You are so lazy that you can't turn your head. If someone called your name, you would turn your head to at least look. If you drop something, you would turn around and pick it up. If, if a bird flew past your head, you would jerk your head violently in the direction of the bird to make sure it hadn't pooped on you or attacked you in some creepy way or given you some sort of bird flu-like symptoms. But you're about to walk out in front of potentially moving traffic, especially St. Louis traffic, where it could be anything from a school bus to a semi-truck to an idiot in some sort of car. And you don't have the time, I guess, the energy to turn, to look to the right or to the left. And and here's my thing. When you're stepping out into traffic, um, depending on what side of the road, and I guess it doesn't matter which side of the road you're on. If you're crossing to the other side, do me a favor. Look left first and then look right. I've seen people that do look and they step out into the left lane crossing in front of me and they see me, but they don't see the guy behind them that they just stepped out in front of. Why wouldn't you look left first? That's the first traffic that you're going to run into. Isn't it? Oh, it just grinds my gears. I almost hit a guy this morning who just casually not even looking up from his phone straight up walks diagonally across an intersection. Okay. I had to stop for a stop sign. 
no big deal, right? In theory, still the concept, it's in your best interest. It's not even a laziness thing. It's not even something that is required by state law. It's just, it's, and it's not cool. I don't know if you're trying to be cool. I don't know if you're trying to get hit because you got nothing to lose and you want to be hit by a vehicle. I, I don't get the logic. I don't get any of, of that at all. Just turn your head and look. When I see uh, kids with their shoes untied, I look at them and I'm like, they need to tie their shoes or they're going to fall and kill themselves. And then if, but, and, and, and I give them the benefit of the doubt a little bit because, oh, they're kids. They're stupid. You know, you got to go tell them, got to go tell them. But when I see a full grown man walk across the street and you don't want to look to see, to make sure that you're going to be safe. And it's not just about you. You're going to mess up somebody's car. If you hit them, you're going to mess up someone's whole life. They're going to remember the time they hit that dude who was on the phone that stepped out in traffic in front of them. So think of it from somebody else's perspective, because obviously you're not even thinking about your own protection here. I don't, I don't understand. It, it was just, it was a little ironic to me that later on in, in the same drive, a black cat crossed in front of my vehicle. Um, no, it's not a superstition thing. It's a deal where the cat looked, saw me coming and changed its pace to speed up so that it would be across the street before I even got close to where it was in the road. And I just shook my head, which took a lot of energy. Turning your head side to side is, oh, it wore me slap out. But I shook my head in spite of the pain and the anguish that I put myself through doing it and said, you're dumber than a cat if you can't look both ways before crossing the stinking street. It's it's like preschool 101. Heck, even before that, parents are teaching you look both ways. People, people, wake up. Just look. It's It's so easy. <laughs> It makes so much sense. Why do I need to share this? All right. Talking about street people and people on streets. Let's talk about cyclists. Okay. I'm not talking about guys that are riding bicycles to get to work. Kids that are riding bikes. You know, the second kids standing on the back, back pegs, you know, or, or, or whatever. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. That's, that's you and your world, and you're trying to get somewhere, and you're using that bike as transportation. I'm talking about people who cycle for exercise, and you're dressed up like you're in the flipping Olympics, and you're trying to get your exercise on. I'm not even really talking about you, although those are requirements. I'm talking about the attitude that cyclists, some cyclists have, and you know which ones I'm talking about. The ones that will ride three or four across and take up an entire lane. People that have a bike lane and won't ride in it, but they want to ride in yours. Folks that absolutely demand 
that you um, just through their actions that you treat them as if they're a vehicle, even though they can't go faster than 25 miles an hour. It. Now, what's funny is when I'm behind these folks, I'm sitting silently. If you saw me from the from the park as I'm driving by, you'd never guess that I was irritated with these people. I just swallow it. I just sit there and fume. And I try to think of positive things. I try to think of how much their bicycle costs them and how 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 they must be compensating for something uh, because maybe they don't have enough importance in their life. I often wonder, too, if these folks, when they get in their vehicle and they get behind someone like them, do they get irritated or do they understand? Are they like, yeah, I'm with you, bro. You go ahead. You take up the entire lane and make me drive 20 miles an hour for about four miles because you can't pull to the side for a half a second. I love how they want us to know and memorize every single rule that has to do with sharing the road with cyclists, but they don't want to obey any of the ones that apply to them. Like, I don't know, stopping at stop signs for one, signaling when you're going to turn, um, riding only two across when you, uh, when you're, when you're riding together instead of three or four deep and taking up the entire lane. Ugh. It's the same, I hate to say, with motorcyclists. I'm not afraid of getting beat up by a gang of cyclists, but motorcyclists I get a little nervous about. But I'm not talking about cruiser bikes. You know, the guys with the big, you know, those guys are fine. They're not out there uh, tearing up the roadways. I'm talking about ninja bike guys. These guys are the first ones that will have on their car, you know, watch out for motorcyclists, watch out for motorcycles. And, And it's like, okay, sure. I will watch out for motorcycles just like I will watch out for any other vehicle. Here's the trick, motorcycle driver. Drive like a car. Drive like a car, and then I will treat you and be able to see you like a car. We're not talking about random things like when somebody's just not paying attention. I'm not talking about that. People get killed on motorcycles. It's a travesty and all this kind of stuff. But you know what I'm talking about. I, you're driving down the interstate. You look in your rear view mirror and there's this guy doing pop wheelies and four of his buddies zooming past at the speed of light. They're like blue blurs going past with somebody's daughter hanging on for dear life on the back of each one of them. I, I, I Those guys weaving through traffic dodging and zipping through and taking shortcuts and cutting folks off. Watch out for motorcycles. Heck yeah. You better watch out for motorcycles because they'll get you killed. Drive like a car, get treated like a car. Oh, all right. Let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about something a little bit less, uh, personal, personable. I hate dust. I hate dust in all forms. (laughs) I'm looking at dust right now. I just got a desk, a brand new media desk. Um, it is amazing. It, it has uh, racks in it. The uh, listeners of the show paid for it. Um, you know, I'm able to organize and get everything put together. And the moment I did, the very day I come back in and I can start to see a small layer of dust. And now a few weeks later, the dust is accumulated. I don't, I know what they say dust is. Dust is supposed to be like 90% dead skin cells. Okay. 
I don't care what it's made of. I just hate it. I'm a collector. I have a lot of Buzz Lightyear things on display. Dust is my enemy. I hate it. I get into my truck or my wife's car. It has a big old dashboard full of dust. I literally carry a Swiffer duster in my uh, glove compartment that I can pull out and quickly wipe across the dashboard and across the consoles. You know, when I'm cleaning my, my bathtub and my sinks, because that's one of my jobs here at my house as a stay-at-home parent, is I'm more irritated with the amount of dust that collects on the back top of the toilet and around the upper rim of the tub than I am anything that's in there because at least little brown specks on the bowl are supposed to be there, even though somebody should take a dang brush and scrub it and have a half a second of, uh, anyway, I got a 12 year old and a, or a 13 year old and 10 year old. So whatever. Uh, but at least crap belongs down in the pot, but dust all over when I'm wiping with my little handy wipe and I'm picking up more dust than anything else. It's gross. Now I will say this Florida where I lived in central Florida had worse dust than anywhere else I've ever lived. And I may have shared this before. I have a theory on why there's so much dust in Florida. It's because of all the old people, all the old people are shedding skin at an alarming rate. They are preparing for their final days and they are getting drier and huskier. And I don't mean fat. I mean like husks. And they are um, dying in alarming rates in Florida as well. I mean, it's natural, but it's still alarming when people die. So it's an alarming rate, even if it's just one a day. But I'm sure it's more like at least eight. At least eight. And their, their skin cells are going everywhere. They don't have air filtration in their homes they have no consideration for other people and they're letting all their skin cells just fly out through the windows and the doors and their convertible BMWs and it's getting into my air and my house and it's settling heavy. When I moved to Missouri, was very glad to have less of a dust problem. But in Florida, it's a real issue and it's all to blame on old folks. So not a big fan of dust. Um, here's another one. <laughs> this one's really picky. Okay. And it's very specific to St. Louis, but we have recently in our neighborhood, people that are starting to drive around in golf carts. I don't know why. I really don't know. Um, I guess there's such a thing as a golf cart community. Is that a thing? I, I haven't done much research. I've just heard that phrase. And it's apparently where you can just get around in a little golf cart. Okay. Um, maybe I'm just old and old school and codgery, but when <laughs> I don't mind, I actually I do, but I don't mind that you have a golf cart. I don't mind that you have a little powered scooter that you're zipping across the, the city with or the neighborhood with, cause you're not getting out on main roads. You're just going past my house and stuff. I, I don't mind that you've found a recreational way to travel between um, pub crawls. I, I It's fine. Whatever floats your boat. What I can't stand, and it's very specific, is the look on the people's faces when they're driving these things. They have such a mixture of humble pride on their face. It's like, I am driving 
a golf cart. I paid twelve to $1,600 for this thing, unless it's the one with the lift kit, and I don't know how much they're paying for those 4 by 4 looking jokers. It's just plain vanity. Um, but they, they, they definitely have a smugness about them as they drive past you in their gas guzzling, uh, uh, louder than a car vehicle. That's the other thing. I don't understand why we're doing this. If golf carts, okay. You could probably say they get, you know what? I don't know. 40 miles of the gallon or whatever, whatever. Okay, sure. But they make so much noise. They put out so much, so many fumes, and it's not like you're saving the earth or anything, really. <laughs> you're just being smug. You're just driving around. It's the same thing with these scooters. Uh, here in St. Louis, you can get on your app and you can get a lime scooter or a um, a bird scooter. And I'm not talking about like a, a Vespa kind of scooter. I'm talking about a two-wheeled electronic scooter that's rechargeable at least with those you're not you don't have any emissions you know in theory you're you're just trekking through life you're not making any noise it's just real quiet as it goes past but even those guys have this look on their face like they are just the coolest people in the world and maybe i'm misinterpreting maybe on those scooters they feel really stupid I don't know. Or maybe it's, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt again and say, maybe I'm just used to seeing kids on those things and kids always look like they're having a flipping blast because it's the most grown up you'll ever feel when you're in a self-propelled vehicle, whether it's a go-kart, even a bicycle, a skateboard, you just look like, oh, the world is mine. I don't know if that look works on an adult, Especially when you're on a two-wheeled scooter, because the world does not look like it's yours. It looks like you could pay 10 cents a minute and a dollar to start on an app. And that's what it looks like. You couldn't afford a car <laughs> or you're, you, you should have been walking. I know that's what people think when I'm on mine. But uh, so the, it's just the look on the faces of the golf cart people. They, they can't help it. I know they don't want to look that way. They, they either need to go ahead and make a sign that says, hi, I'm in a golf cart. Hi, I'm in a golf cart. Hi, I'm in a golf cart. Or, or just an audio loop that just repeats that. Everybody, look, I'm in a golf cart. Hi, I'm on a golf cart on the road. I don't have a real car right now. I'm in a golf cart with three of my friends. Yeah, it has air conditioning. It's fresh and free. I'm better than you. I have a golf cart. That's really what they need to be doing instead of trying not to make that face. Um, I hate factory outlet stores. Here's why. There's no factory outletting to these stores. These are just normal stores with lies all over them. Here's what they do. They make you think, hey, here's a factory outlet. You're going to save a ton. This is stuff that was overstocked probably. They don't actually say this. This is what I assume. This is stuff that was returned or maybe it was an odd size or a, a, a style that just didn't sell. So we clamored it all together. We neatly organized it inside this warehouse looking building and we're going to sell it to you for like 40% off or more. You're going to save a fortune. You shouldn't even go to the normal Nike store because we've got all the same kind of stuff here except for less. 
That's the draw. So you go there and it's a total bunch of bull. They got the same stuff. It's priced up. And then their deal is if you buy one at their inflated price, then you get the second one for 50% off. <gasps> I didn't want two pairs of shoes. I only needed one shoe for each foot. That's one pair. And I didn't want to pay $120 for it, but I will now. And I'll pay 50% of that cost on top of it so I can save money on the second pair that I didn't need. Does that make sense to you? No, but that's how it works. Ugh. It's always that second item. I was recently in an outlet store or an outlet mall, um, outlet mall, the whole thing. You know how many stores were actually open in this outlet mall? Out of 50 stores, there were maybe 14 that were still open. And when I say 14, I'm probably being very, very uh, generous because in the center of this mall was a, was a theater, a movie theater. It used to be a Werenberg theater that was recently bought out by Marcus Theaters. And Marcus Theaters shut that joker down because it knew that that was a big fat ball of lies. There is no discount center. There is no, it, you just, uh, it's just a different way of selling the same thing. So I hate lies, and so I hate factory outlet stores. It's a bait and switch if you ever saw one. Come on in. You know what? Toys R Us did the same crap. Toys R Us, on their way out, they're closing down their doors. You know why? They're closing down their doors because their stuff costs three times more than it should have. Everything was more expensive. So what do you see? You see when they're shutting down. Oh, we're shutting down, going out of business, 50% off. You get in there, you drive in, you start to look around. Nah, nothing's 50% off. It's 2% off or 5% off or 15% off at the most 20% off, but not on any video games or anything that you'd want. Just some sort of bull crap that was sold off a reality show. Where's all the 50% off stuff? Oh, sir, it's right here in this little kiosk right here in front. You you didn't even see it. It was so small and so uh, unnoticeable. You walk right past it, but it's all this dollar store crap that we put in and it's 50% off. So you can get it for like 50 cents, even though at the dollar store, you could get it for 50 cents. You know what? You we, we, we went ahead and we put up little pieces of paper everywhere that we do the math for you. So you can see the price on the item and then 20% off that item. You can look at this little chart and say, beep, beep, beep. oh, I'm saving 20% off and that makes it this amount. And guess what? I look it up on Amazon or Walmart.com and it's still 20 to 30% higher than what I would have paid normal price for at any other store. So your sale, your going out of business sale is a lie. I'm glad you went out of business, Toys R Us. You, you I, I hate that you're out of business, but I'm glad you went out of business. I wish you didn't have had to have had to. I wish that I could still walk your aisles and see toys that I've never seen at any other store, especially Walmart, who doesn't have enough toy aisles anymore. I wish I could see new and interesting things. I wish I could accidentally run into the Babies R Us section and wonder where the freak everything that I would actually want to look at is. I wish I could get confused by going up to your bathroom doors and seeing boys and girls instead of men and women and wonder if I'm supposed to be in the boys' room or if I'm some sort of perv. I wish I could get confused like that. I wish I could stroll around 
but I'm glad you went out of business because you cost too much. That's plain and simple what happened. You cost too much. And now Walmart is our only place to go for toys. Thanks. Thanks for messing it up for everybody. I don't know how I got off on them. Oh, because even when they finally did the last minute, they finally got things down to 70 to 50% off when they actually were going to do something. They still, it was on their daggum displays and their, and their furniture in the thing here. Here's a display. You can have a display. It displays things and it's just a shelf. Really, we call it a display and you can have it. It's been used for 15 years, but you can have it for 50% off, which is still $300. Anyway. (sighs) Moving on. I hate girls volleyball uniforms. I don't hate my daughter's team's uniforms. You know why? Because they wear shorts. They're, they're, uh, They're respectable length. But most girls... And I'm talking about girls. I'm not going to dog dog out, you know, people that are in the Olympics or people in college that ought to know better. I'm talking about high school. I'm talking about high school volleyball teams. Volleyball in particular are wearing short, short, short spandex pants that that are just right there on the on the on the I don't even know what that line is between butt and leg, but there's, there is some, sometimes on people, it's a mark. It's a line. Other times it's just kind of a gray area, but we all know it exists. It's the invisible line. It's like the equator. It's real. It's there. We all know it's real. But anyway, the point is on volleyball shorts, they're way too short. Those girls are way too young. And what are you out there doing? You're out there playing volleyball. Okay. I wear bike shorts when I go on uh, trips. When I go to trips where I know I'm going to be walking a lot because I don't want to chafe. I know the benefits and how comfortable those close fitting type of garments are. But I also know this is a full grown man that I can put a pair of shorts on top of those. And I still get all the benefits of having the bike shorts on underneath. So I know girls want to be cute, but you don't understand. You obviously don't understand. Men have to control themselves. It's on them to look at things that they're supposed to look at and not supposed to look at. It is on men to be that way. But I think it's respectful when women uh, dress uh, uh, appropriately and conservatively. And if they were men for even just one day, they would completely understand. Because it's, you just, you don't know what you do to guys. But here's the thing, is when you're a teenager and you're way too young to be showing off that much tail, you're in front of who? Your grandparents, your brothers and sisters, and you're watching volleyball and you're, you're playing volleyball and they're watching you. What's, what do you need to look cute for? Put on some shorts on top of it and let's move on. My daughter plays volleyball. She wears shorts. The other team's that are supposed to be Christian teams are wearing these skimpy little tight, no shorts. It's ridiculous. I don't know why the parents let them do it. I, I want to look at the coach, to be honest. Next time I go to a game and I see that mess, I'm going to be looking at the coach and I'm going to be like, coach, what the freak dude? Because my daughter pointed out 
that they're chosen by the school. And if it's not the coach, then I'm going to look at the principal or the athletic director. And somebody in that line is probably looking where they ain't supposed to be looking. That's all I'm saying. So I hate girls, volleyball, volleyball, volleyball uniforms. Okay. I hate junk mail, but specific kinds. I don't care about the, uh, the envelope full of coupons. I don't care about the random magazine that uh, actually was supposed to go to my mom that says, if you don't order anything, this may be your last magazine. I don't mind Geico sending me an ad for such and such or, or my, uh, my local insurance company sending me a card that says, Hey, you know, we, we, we have some offers and stuff for you. I'm fine with that. What I hate is junk mail that poses as legitimate mail. Junk mail that looks like a jury summons, for instance. I've had one of those. Junk mail that says, uh, important card inside. So you bend it, and sure enough, there's a card in there, and then you open it up, and it's a card. It's a piece of cardboard with something printed on it. It's nothing. How about the ones that look like checks? I don't fall for them, but the, it, it, uh, it just grinds my nerves. One of them, though, the one the jury summons one, it looked legit. It wanted to, it looked exactly legit all the way to the point that I had to read three paragraphs down to find out that it was just some thing to come and talk about some sales deal. And I'm like, they're, they're not even a travel by night place. This is a local um, business that works and lives and operates here in town and is using those kind of methods to try to get people to do business with them. Even if I was going to do business with you, I would never do business with you after you deceive me. There wasn't even a reason. Just tell me what you do. And if your service is applicable to me, if it's something, if it solves a problem that I need solved, I will probably give you a flipping call. You don't have to fake stuff. Ugh. And that gets me on another thing I hate, which is not on the list, but uh, tracks that do the same thing. Christian tracts that look like a half of a $10 bill or a $100 bill or a million dollar bill. I bet you were all happy to see that. Well, guess what? Hell's going to be disappointing too. You know, that kind of crap. What are we trying to do? Are we going to trick people into heaven? Is it funny? To misguide people? Hey, this may be the first time you've ever had a clear presentation of the gospel, and it's on printed on a lie right here. Right here on half of a fake $1,000 bill. Another thing I hate is the concept, not the people, the concept of the self-proclaimed guru. I see a lot of this on YouTube, um, and I see it a lot in, in uh, children's ministry. I see a lot in uh, any any circle where there's a potential for money to be made. The health industry, uh, you know, on and on and on. People that just wake up and decide, hey, I'm a social media guru. Hey, I'm a life coach now. Hey, I sell facial products or some sort of cream. I know about things that smell good from tiny bottles. I am now a guru and I'm here to coach and help and make money. And that's the bottom line. It's just another name for salesmen because there's a book to be bought. 
There is a program to buy into. There's a starter kit that you need to order. There's always some money somewhere behind the guru. And, and I hate seeing it in even religious settings because um, even if there's not money in it, there's, there's uh, glory in it, which is ridiculous to me. It's like, just go and help people. You don't, and I'm not talking about folks that everyone knows is, is awesome at something. All right. You're a skater, you're a speaker, you're a genius, and people are begging you to come and tell them what you know about a certain subject. That's legit. That's fine. I'm talking about self-proclaimed. When the first time you got your title was when you typed it out on uh, uh, fastsigns.com to get your Vista print uh, business card and you put your own title in there. That's who I'm talking about. Fitness expert, special guru. I got something down. And now, and you know what I hate the most too? Are these health gurus that friend me on Facebook because I'm quote unquote morbidly obese. I'm, I'm like 0.2% body fat away from being morbidly obese to just being normally obese. Uh, but I'm still morbid. Um, and these guys look at my f- profile picture and friend me because they have the solution for my problem. They were born after I graduated from high school, but you've got all the answers that I need. And I'm sure that you're willing to share it all for free, at least at first. <sighs> anyway, don't get me started. Self-proclaimed gurus. Um, I hate mid-run YouTube ads. Okay. I hate ads of any kind, pretty much. Um, every now and then, you know, it's a movie preview I wanted to see. Every now and then it's it's something that I'd searched earlier and it's a video game that I really wanted or something like that. I guess I have to back up and say I don't hate all of them. But I'll tell you what I do hate. I hate it when I'm watching a video and right in the middle of a sentence, it's interrupted with... Hey, we're two seconds from the future of two seconds where you finally got your deal and you can't skip this ad. (laughs) That's what I hate. I hate that. And you can pause uh, the YouTube ad and look and see little yellow dots where I imagine anyway that the person that created the content put in spots, three sometimes, four spots, where if you watch their entire 45 second video or not 45 second. Let's say, let's say seven to 10 minute video. You're going to watch four different ads. That is more than Dukes of Hazard showed. And Dukes of Hazard had a lot of ads. If I remember correctly, here's another thing I hate. I hate the subscription trend. I'm not talking about subscribing to podcasts, subscribing to email lists or any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking about software. It started as far as I know, and I'm sure it was before this. I'm, I doubt they created the idea, but um, Photoshop, you can't buy Photoshop anymore. You have to subscribe to Photoshop. You have to pay 20 plus bucks a month to use software. And the minute that you stop paying this, you lose the software. Well, James, we've been using that model for years, magazines and things like that. You would stop paying and you would stop receiving the publication. Yeah, I understand that, stupid. I'm not talking about that because with that subscription model, at least you got to keep your back episodes. If I'm not mistaken, the way it works with Photoshop, 
You could be using it for 20 years, paying in, paying in, paying in thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars. And then when you stop making that payment, zoop, your software is gone. I am so grateful that I own CS6, the last uh, version that was released before they went to Creative Cloud, because I own a copy of a piece of software and I will own it forever. And yes, eventually it may not work, <laughs> but I'm not paying 20 bucks a month for it either. I don't know. Uh, everything seems to be moving toward this subscription slash lease thing. I'm just not digging it. I'm not digging it at all. Um, the last one that I have here is probably the most personal one because it happened to me twice yesterday or not, not twice yesterday, twice in, in that many weeks. Okay. But it did happen yesterday. I hate getting yelled at for not using self-service checkout the wrong way for not using it the right way for using it the wrong way. I hate getting yelled at. I was there with my kids. My kids love to run and, and run up and scan. So we'll, a lot of times we'll use it if I don't have a whole bunch of stuff. And one of my kids made the mistake of pulling a bag off because there wasn't enough room and he was going to put it in the cart to make room. And the thing started yelling and I was about to tell him that he needed to put it back on there. And the guy behind the little tiny register that's watching all 70 of us trying to do our best and try not to take too much time, he yells across the thing, you can't do that, you gotta put it back. That's why you can't use blah, 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 blah. And I don't understand half what he's saying. All I know is I did something wrong, and I'm in trouble. I'm a 45-year-old grown man, and I'm in trouble. Like I'm 12 years old. It happened yesterday. I go up to a place. It says it's at uh, at the Lowe's. It says self checkout. It says cat or uh, card only. So on the screen it says start or scan. So I scan. It, it immediately asks me, "Is it okay?" Because this thing, as we already told you, is card only. Are you okay with that? Yes or no? I hit yes, and I put the can down. The can of paint that I was buying. Over there on the little scaly thing, the thing freaks out and starts yelling at me. Please, you've put stuff in there that does not apply. Blah, 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 blah. Whoop, 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 whoop. And this old lady comes out from behind her little tiny podium and, and gets, doesn't even look at me, doesn't even address me, doesn't even say she's sorry. She gets up and she says, first of all, you didn't hit start and then you didn't hit okay. Ugh. I wanted to say, ma'am. You don't have to hit start. And I did hit okay. And anyway, long story short, she couldn't get the thing to work herself. And she moved me to another register. Guess what? It was the machine. Here's my ultimate thing about this whole deal and why it's so annoying to me. is because you, it's not that I have to check out myself. I don't really mind that. Sometimes I don't want to deal with people. I got one little bag of screws. Beep. I want to get it and go. I wasn't a big fan at first. They've won me over as far as that goes. No problem. The problem is when you yell at me because I didn't do it the way that you wanted it to be done. You're there to serve and to help me make this work so that your company doesn't have to hire 
eight additional people to run these eight additional registers. So here's the deal. If you're going to yell at me, the simplest way for you to fix my problem, which I am the problem apparently, is for you to just simply be a checkout person. If you want me to always do it right, don't let me do it at all. Check me out like a normal place. Hire some dang people, pay some people some money, and don't have a big attitude because you, sir or ma'am, are standing behind that little podium. You're still making minimum wage. They're not paying you eight times the salary. No, that money didn't go anywhere else. You are taking the job of eight people. Now, I don't put that squarely on your shoulders, but I at least want you to recognize the responsibility that you carry. You are supposed to be providing eight times the amount of customer service. Okay. And though you know the system inside and out, and though you have seen every idiot in the world come up and try to work that thing wrong, every now and then a normal person that's used it the same way every single day of their life, they come up and they do the same thing again and it just doesn't work. And it's not right to jump in their face and blame them when it's a dang machine and machines, computers, always are great until they're not. So I hate it when I get in trouble for something that I didn't do on purpose, but especially when it should be somebody else doing that job. I'm doing it for the company. I'm saving them money by checking myself out. And now I'm in trouble because your system didn't work. Guys, I hope you were able to sit through the last 46, 45 minutes and enjoy my rant. I guess that's what the kids call it these days, is a little Gospel of Kennison rant. Here's the thing. If there is a GOK moment, it's let's all look inwards and see if we are being one of these LBBs. Uh, that's what I call a living, breathing butthead. Somebody that just is walking around making someone else's life miserable. Let's all look around and find out where those moments are in our life, how we're driving, how we're crossing the street, how we're treating people on the job, how we're bicycling. Everything we do can have a positive or a negative effect on others. This is a wake-up call for me. James, what are you doing that's annoying people, that is making other folks uncomfortable? Manners are lacking in this society, but it begins right here in this seat that I'm sitting in. And I'm sorry for yelling the whole episode. (laughs) Maybe I annoyed you. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I feel a lot better. I got to go grab my kids now from work and I'm going to have to face some traffic and surely I'll see several more infractions and hopefully God will give me the grace and the peace or I'll just use the, what he's already given me and uh, I'll be able to make it through without losing it. But until then, you can email me your thoughts, your ideas for future topics, any questions that you'd like to have answered to james at nlcast.com, or you can call them in at 2095-NLCAST. You can also record a message on your phone and email that joker to james at nlcast.com. Find more great shows like this one at uh, nlcast.com. I also want to let you know that we've got some t-shirts up for sale. And they're really cool. If you want to go to NLCast.com and click on store, 
you'll be taken to our Teespring account. And we have a That Story Show uh, t-shirt. We have a Narthex tee. We have a, a, a tee just in time for Halloween called I Turned Into a Bat and Flew Away. Uh, at least look at them. Uh, we even have a phone case. So uh, if you see something on there you like, pick it up. It helps out the show. And if you don't see something you like, send me an idea. Maybe I'll draw it up. That's how we got the Turned Into a Bat and Flew Away shirt and the Narthex shirt. Uh, Ashley Holbrook from our listenership suggested both of those ideas. So um, till episode 80, I guess. Is that next? Wow. We'll see you then. And uh, God bless. Peace.